welcome to Reviewing Westworld, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Westworld on HBO and Sky Atlantic. I'm your host Matthew, and this is for Season 4, Episode 3, Anis Foles, I think this is called. Uh, if, they, if David was here, he'd probably give me the correct pronunciation, because, you know, um, TV shows have a conspiracy theory against me to, um, to make um, titles that... Uh, I can't read properly. Uh, David is still on holiday, by the way. I believe he comes back next week, but he won't be back for next week's episode. It will be the one after. So if you're also interested in listening to our Better Call Saul podcast, which should be out tomorrow, that will be for the 12th. Um, He won't be on that episode either, but he'll be back very, very soon. He'll be back very soon. Um, So that's good. Um, But same thing I'm going to do as last week. Um, I'm going to save the feedback that we got um, (coughs) until David gets back. By the way, I've still got a cough. Apologies. I'll try to calm that down and cough away from the mic if I can. So um, forgive me for that. Uh, Anyway, Season 4, Episode 3. I thought this was a good episode. I thought this episode had some interesting parts in it. I didn't enjoy it as much as the other two. Mainly because this isn't a criticism towards the show specifically, but it's still in its sort of build-up phase, right? And particularly with this episode, of course, we're going back to uh, Bernard, uh, Bernard, and um, we're finding out we're finding out like the first parts of what's going on with him. Apparently, he can see the future and all this sort of stuff now, which is cool. Um, but that was good. Caleb and Maeve stuff was quite good, but a bit sort of um, it. The the Caleb and Maeve story, as good as it is, it's very good. It leans into one of the show's problems, which is the sort of nitty gritty of this show. Um. And the sort of like, I don't know, when a, when a character's seeing something weird, so when Caleb is seeing these weird things that are happening, and Maeve, it, it's almost like, again, this is specific to this actual episode as well, it's almost like, because we the audience, we're seeing these things in the episode as they unfold, right? <coughs> And we're sort of with Caleb as to like, we don't really understand this stuff, right? We're here to just see what's going on, right? And Maeve is almost the one, and she's kind of all, she's kind of almost always been like this for the most part. She'll be the one to say like, no, this is this, and this works this way, and oh, you can't like, your guns won't work on this group of people, and... All these kind of things, and him saying like, oh, is that a fungus, and she's like... Yeah, kind of, or whatever. And I don't mind that. It's just... (coughs) The show... Tries to... The show tries to be quite clever. Which I understand. But it kind of... I don't know. Unless the show wants me to sort of, like, be with the mindset of Caleb of, like, I don't get what this stuff is here for. It's here for some reason. It's doing these things for some reason. Let's just have Maeve explain it to the audience. And I don't mind that, but I'm more there for just the general kind of, like, okay, what what's happening next? And kind of analysing and, and, you know, reviewing that type of stuff, which I don't mind. Uh, again, if you want to do your theory diving stuff and go over to your Reddit and Facebook groups and all that, the the show is there to serve you that as well. So that was pretty good. Um, well, it, it was good, but it had a few like issues and things like that. But for the most part, it was pretty good. I thought the Bernard's um, storyline was quite good. Um, again, that's got similar kind of things. I, I actually... I almost did enjoy that. See, here's how the episode went for me. I was enjoying the Bernard stuff. Then we got to the Maeve Caleb plotline. But once the daughter, in quotes, came into the episode and Man in Black William was there, that's where the Maeve and Caleb storyline like kicked up a notch. And then I was enjoying both plotlines. 
for me. That that's how that was kind of going. Um, but we mainly we mainly focus on them. Of course, we also do focus on um, Caleb's um, wife and daughter and his friend. I'm not quite sure to make of what's going on with that because he ends up dead in a box somewhere. And there's like an evil, like a bad version of him, which I guess is a host copy thing that they normally do. And he gets shot in the head, in the head, and then he runs off at the end of the episode. Or sorry, they run off at the end of the episode. Uh, But I'm going to guess that because the way that this show works, and again, it's not a problem per se, there will probably be another version of him that will be popping up. And Westworld, Westworld's quite an interesting one for stakes and character deaths and sort of like who's being written out of what. Because again, it's a bit like how I um, described it last week, right? That these are almost anthology versions of different of the same character. Um, you could almost consider it like a multiverse. I know it's not a multiverse, but you could almost consider it like a multiverse of different versions of Dolores and Maeve and Caleb and all those other characters. Um, a lot of emphasis on flies this season as well. I'm very intrigued as to where that's going to go. Especially considering, you know, our opening of episode one was the flies being used to manipulate someone. And... Because one of my, my favourite parts of the episode actually is because um, there's another mention of the tower, and one of my favourite parts from last week's episode was um, what's the Dol- what's Dolores's new name? She's not in this episode. The the, the new Dolores. Um, she starts investigating a tower and talks about the, the, from this guy who was stalking her and that, and he was saying before about like. Oh, the storyline that you've w- written for us and we and all, you know, is using terms of like multiple people, and that popped up again in the episode. I thought that was pretty good, um, and also the the flies thing, <coughs> and because that popped up in a scene, um, which involved Man in Black and like what's going on with all these rooms and a host version that can open up her face. Of Caleb's daughter is there. And there's the flies going on and stuff. I thought that was all really quite good. So anyway that's enough kind of pre-talk. I've almost talked about everything there. Uh, we do still have the recap. I, I just thought I'd continue going on with the recap. I don't have to. Um, but I just thought it would be useful. To continue covering the show. In the same way. Uh, so let's take a quick break. And all that. And then we'll get into everything here. And then we'll get into housekeeping. See you in a minute. Alright, so uh, we are of course sponsored by Manscaped at the moment. Thank you very much to them for sponsoring Entertainment Talks podcast. Of course, Manscaped is uh, a brilliant men's grooming service where you can go and get various different products and items related to relating to men's grooming. So things like different razors and shavers and you know all, all sorts of men's hygiene products as well. They've got certain different types of deodorant. So it's not it's not all about the trimming of the hair. It's about you know smelling great too as well. Um, so you can you can do both of those things with Manscaped. You can buy products that will help you to smell nicer, improve your hygiene, um, and of course also uh, cut hair in wherever you wherever you particularly need to with different shavers and ear trimmers and nose trimmers and all those sorts of different things. Uh, if you want to go and have a browse of Manscaped's website for yourself, there's a link in the show notes. You you don't even need to type in Manscaped. Uh, you don't even need to press the M key or anything. Uh, if you look in the link in your show notes, it should be there for podcast platform users and for uh, the website users as well who are listening to this episode, so you scroll down just a little bit, it should be near the top of the notes, and there'll be a link there for Manscaped's website. You will also notice as well, of course, I've written in the promo code and the free shipping offer. Uh, so, of course, one of the good deals that we've got going on with Manscaped at the moment is to offer you not, not only <coughs> excuse me, not only the free shipping, uh, but to get 20% off your order with Manscaped with the promo code ETALKUK, that's E-T-A-L-K, 
UK that will get 20% off your order. So if you find one of their, um, they got like packages worth of stuff. They've got individual items. So you can go on there, have a look and go and shop for yourself. Use the promo code at checkout. That's eTalkUK, E-T-A-L-K, UK. is also written in your show notes in case you decide to do this later or not right now. Whatever the case may be, um, I've said the promo code and it's also listed in the show notes so check that out whatever way you want to um in terms of their products themselves really really well made very professional doesn't feel like any sort of cheap second hand stuff like that so you're getting the, the best possible products you can and the best packaging as well all of their packaging is really nicely put together um, so when you receive that order the box will be in really nice condition as will the items themselves so um great standard in terms of uh, quality no question about that with manscaped uh, so that's it for manscaped etalk uk promo code 20 percent off link in the show notes and free shipping don't forget the nice free shipping as well thanks to manscaped for sponsoring entertainment talks podcasts and thank you very much for listening hi there if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name we've got good news for you with our affiliate link with kualu you can click on that link which is in your show notes which is for our affiliate link you can go over to kualu to get started with your website and domain name today they've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's kualu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to kualu for this affiliate link hi there if you'd like to get rid of the ads in entertainment talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes we've got good news for you there as well you can subscribe to entertainment talk at either the five dollar level tier or ten dollar level tier the five dollar level tier will get you access to all of entertainment talks previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for if you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show or a film review of your choice so if you if there's a tv show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it we can watch two episodes of that tv show or film review so it's one of either of those per month of course if you continue subscribing each month you can pick a tv show then a film the next month and so on and so forth this is a great way to support entertainment talk get your ad free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening back to the show Alright, recent content on Entertainment Talk. Uh, We talked about God of War this week, not to do with the harassment of last week. Uh, We now have an actual release date, so we discussed that. And the fact that the game is still coming out on PS4 and PS5. We talked about an update from Rockstar in terms of what they're doing with Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption. Uh, We talked about Forspoken, which has been delayed. And Unreal Engine 5, specifically the Matrix demo which has been delisted so we talked about all of that um thor has come back to the cinemas uh of course the latest outing from the mcu in terms of thor's films it's called thor love and thunder and i gave it a must see rating i really 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 enjoyed it a lot uh, if you've not seen the film yourself um this first half of that podcast is spoiler free so no worries there uh over on the star trek side of things i finally finished watching star trek discovery season four and I did a Discovering Star Trek episode for Star Trek Discovery Season 4. That is a spoiler-filled episode because it's a dedicated Star Trek podcast. Um, so you can have a look at that. <coughs> uh, Rowan Atkinson's back uh, doing stuff on TV and uh, uh, TV and stuff for Netflix. Um, this time... This time um, for a show called Man vs. B, it's the first season of that. I gave it a must-see. I thought it was actually surprisingly very, very, very good and had a lot more depth going with it as well. Uh, if you've not seen that short show, um, the first half of that podcast is spoiler-free. Uh, the Boys has wrapped up for its third season. That's season three, episode eight, and that is the season finale episode. It will be back for season four at some point in the future. So that's The Boys wrapped up. Um, couple of old other podcasts here. Uh, CW Superheroes episode, we wrapped up Superman and Lois. Uh, the whole podcast, we are not going to be covering uh, season three. I can't remember if the show's actually been renewed or not. I think it has, but 
Um, not completely sure on that, but we're not coming back for season three. We gave our reasons as to why uh, for CW superheroes, the Superman and Lois. Uh, Stranger Things came back <coughs> for um, two new episodes for the volume two of season four. The, the last two episodes of season four gave it a must-see rating. And if you've not seen those two episodes, you can still listen to the first half, which is again spoiler-free. Over on the chat podcast for June 2022. I talked about the month of June for Entertainment Talk 2022. Talked about the abortion situation in the US, uh, TV plans, work, uh, grinder, and also talked about uh, some changes to Patreon. And that is pretty much everything we've been doing on EntertainmentTalk.org and on podcast platforms. Uh, right. Um, so this again is written by Hayden Mears uh, from TV Line. So thank you to them for writing this. Um, which is of course made for public use. Uh, the episode Anne's Falls uh, finally checks back in with Bernard who has been quote asleep for seven years. Uh, last time we saw him he was slummed forward on a bed collecting dust while the world went to hell around him. Thankfully he's had a friend and it says watchdog here <coughs> in Ashley Stubbs. Uh, former head of security at Westworld. I almost said Westeros. Uh, that's a whole different thing. Uh, at Westworld. And easily the most loyal sidekick in the show. More on that shortly. The episode begins with Bernard opening his eyes in the sublime. His son Charlie whispers to him and tells him to wake up. And snatches the miniature maze. The one we've seen throughout the show. From his hands. Bernard follows his son through a nearby door. And into a vast expanse of sunlit hills. Uh, atop the nearest ridge is a tree that bursts into flames before his eyes, leading him to a place resembling Westworld. Uh, bodies litter the dusty streets, uh, flames uh, licker abandoned cars, so cars on fire. Um, a wolf darts out a nearby shop uh, to inspect the dead. As Bernard takes in the sobering scene, a white uh, horse gallops through the uh, carnage. Uh, none of this makes um, much sense at present. But it wouldn't be Westworld if any part of the story was clear from the get-go. Which is true. Which is true. Um, yeah, I don't know what to make of, like, everything here. But uh, this, of course, leads to... <coughs> excuse me. This, of course, leads to um, him apparently knowing, like, what people are going to say, when they're going to say it, what order people need to get, and all, all this kind of stuff. So, that is what it is at the moment. Um, I don't think there's much to actually analyze here particularly but this is of course because of the uh headset thing that he's got on which he put on at the end of last season so that was all quite good um the scene changes again this time putting bernard face to face with the same horse as um massive screen flickers around them uh he trudges through the vision and eventually arrives at a tower which is what i mentioned earlier uh, the writers have dropped hints about this throughout the season, and this structure resembles the drawing. Christina, that's it, Christine, uh, glimpsed at the mental health clinic, so connecting some nice little dots there. Uh, Bernard advances into the building and finds that the horse has led him to Akicha, uh, who explains um, where he is and why he's taken from the form he has. Bernard returns to the sublime, sorry, from the sublime. And hits the road with stubs. Uh, so my favourite part. The most notable part here. Is of course the tower. Which it points out here. Is pointing towards uh, Christine. The new version of Dolores. That we've been uh, watching for a couple of episodes. I think that's really cool. I think that's really cool. Um, I don't expect. Now here's an expectation I want to set. In terms of like. Because now that you've connected Bernard to this tower. Because I don't think another main character. Apart from Christine. Um, was connected to this tower with their storyline. I don't think any of them have been. I, I haven't met, remembered it being mentioned with Caleb or Maeve's storyline. Um, apart from obviously the homeless guy on the street who mentioned the tower, but obviously I'm talking about main characters. So, so uh, you got that going on as well. Um, yeah, I'm not expecting. I'm expecting that to actually be a season finale thing because I wonder. Now that you've connected Bernard to this, who else do you have intended to get involved in this storyline? I expect to I expect to have more mystery about it put into the show, but I don't I I'm not going to expect 
an answer about that until the season finale. You have to see how all that goes, of course, but clearly something going on here uh, with the tower. Um, I wonder... Hmm. I wonder... Because let, let's look at the what a script is, right? A script is a pre-written thing or written-out thing which is written out by, like, you know, TV writers and stuff, or film writers. Let's use TV, because Westworld's a TV show. A script is something that's written out by TV writers, has inputs from, like, showrunners and, obviously, all those sorts of people, and is then given to the actors so that they know what to say in their scenes, right? Um, so, given that Christine... Is doing script writing. This guy. Who was stalking her. Who's now dead. Was mentioning. You're like determining all of our stories. And all this kind of stuff. And Bernard. Bernard isn't on a script. Obviously Jeffrey Wright is. Of course. uh, The actor. But he's got a script of sorts. A plan. In mind. And given that those two characters are the ones that have either been told about the power, uh, the tower, sorry, or know about it in some way, shape, or form, I find that interesting. I don't know what that actually means. I'm I'm not trying to come up with an answer. The show's got to give us the answers, or tell us things that give us answers, right? I'm just trying to I'm just trying to connect. Like, Dolores is the writer. She was told by this guy about like, hey, you're writing these fates for us and all this kind of stuff. And she knows about the tower. Bernard is one who knows of a script. So like a a sequence of events that are going to happen. Even down to like hey you should just order the. uh, Whatever it was that he said about the order in the the cafe. Uh, And he ends up just getting a coffee. I wonder if there's some connection to be made there. There probably is. Because those two things are both talking about the tower. So. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. But very, very good. I really, really liked those parts of the story. Uh, Bernard advances the building. Horse. Yeah. Right. Next part. So that's it from Bernard at the moment. Meanwhile, Maeve and Caleb navigate Delos's flashy new 1920s inspired theme park. And then in brackets, they spare no expense on their prisons. Uh, I think that's meant to say prisoners. On oh, no, their prisons, yeah. Uh, in quotes. Is one of the uh, saltiest Maeve quotes ever. Uh, or sorty smooth coats. Yeah, that was that was quite a good line for her. So uh, she says that the narrative sets up um, in the park. Sorry, the narrative setups in the park are familiar. Every choice you make, every host you help, sets in motion a chain of events that will feel organic, but is in fact uh, meticulously plotted and controlled. This may not be a uh, Wild West simulation anymore, but it's still a Dalus. Uh, venture because of course this is William opening up a new Dalus park anyway so because he's been on doing his business stuff hasn't he uh, that means uh, manipulation and shameless self-indulgence will abound that's kind of that's kind of the idea of these parks of course that's, that was the whole idea of Westworld in the first place uh, Caleb reaches for a certain can rolling past him in the street but Maeve stops him steering him away from one of the parks uh, preset storylines uh, and then it goes back to Stubbs and Bernard here. So we will go back to that in a second. Um, yeah, interesting little sort of like, you know, opening set piece. Um, there's not much, there's not a massive amount to talk about here. Of course, Maeve doing her usual interesting mannerisms. Um, but what is kind of interesting here for Maeve, of course, is she was one of the hosts in the park, in the original Westworld Park, alongside Dolores. She was one of the, um... Uh, uh, one of the women in the saloon that was, like, talking to the gentleman and all that. Um, and yeah, of course, the idea of these parks is you pay... You're a rich person that pays lots and lots of money. Probably quite a lot of money. To go to a real, like, Disneyland-esque sort of place. Like, theme park sort of place. Um, you go there and because we've seen the whole process of this before, right? You go there and you you pick out all your all your weapons and your outfit and whatnot. You pick all of that out. Um, 
and then you indulge in like you know do doing whatever you want to do there if you want to sleep with the hosts or kill people or you know it, it essentially turns into a grand theft auto game but you're there yourself instead of holding a controller right um so that's kind of what you can do in gta which is go into these like obviously fantasy worlds but you play them as a video game so it's, it's essentially a real life kind of video game type thing um and we're sort of seeing there there are some interesting nods in here i suppose to like does feel like certain parts are familiar to westworld itself um of course this is like a you know still a western type of thing and everything um or it's, it's got that feel to it isn't it you know with the old guns and all that sort of thing so yeah i thought that was a pretty good way to uh set all of that up um Bernard and Stubbs stop at a roadside diner. So this is getting into this. Uh, Bernard tests the integrity of his real... Sorry, reality. I can't read today. Excuse me. And instructs uh, Stubbs to order a tuna melt. That was what it was called. Stubbs asks Bernard what he's up to. um, Which I I, I like... Let me just pause here for a second. I like in TV shows. And this doesn't actually happen that often, right? Where characters actually say like, what are we doing here? Or a character actually talks about the situation that they're in. It doesn't happen very often on TV. Because often you've just got the characters just doing what they're doing. Um, I mean, sure, you could have it as like a general question. But like, because we're also wondering with Bernard. We're, we're, we're kind of with Stubbs here, right? We're like, okay, Bernard, what, what, are, you, what are you sort of up to? So... Uh, anyway, Bernard's reply is uh, trying to discern which peer is here. This is such a that's such a typical <laughs> world line, and yeah, it's it's sort of one of them things you look at with Westworld. And I, I wish this type of thing wasn't in the show, but it's of course part of it of just like you know. <sighs> Wondering about like what's real, what isn't, you know, and sometimes it doesn't work for Westworld because again that kind of goes into like okay, where are you? What are the stakes? What happens if you die? Who's going to shoot you? What bullets work on you? It's yeah, it it's fine here. Like there's nothing wrong with Bernard saying this here because he's try he's trying to he's he's seeing all these visions right. And he's trying to work out, I think, uh, like which timeline and stuff that they're in or which which chain of events is what's going on so you understand why he explains that the sublime showed him countless realities that could um <coughs> come to be come to be true uh, by triggering a specific series of events uh, bernard hopes to put the world on a path um to survival rather than destruction that sounds like a better alternative uh he kills two diner patrons uh before a woman pulls into the parking lot um, according to Bernard, she's a key to saving the world. Bernard shows her a drawing of the maze on a coaster and she tells them to come with her. So to get in the van and to drive off. Uh, not massive amounts to break down here really, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like, I don't mind with like this scene and with the, with the Caleb and Maeve. Because like I mentioned earlier. Um, I mean, arguably the Caleb and Maeve storyline is a bit more complicated, kind of. But with both sets of the scenes, right, when Maeve is saying, like, oh no, don't touch this, this is that, do that, whatever. And Bernard's doing it here. So we're kind of with Stubbs and with Caleb in those scenes of just kind of following what the other character is doing and trying to figure it out. And I th- I do think in Westworld that is quite helpful. Um, of course, you've got other scenes like with um, Christine where you're there you're there with her working things out. So that that works pretty well as well. So uh, it just depends on what dialogue you give characters. Like if like when Bernard replies like oh, I'm trying to work out what you know what's what's what and everything, and Stubbs is like, hey, does that mean like? So if I if I order what did he say if I order steak or something that means the world's going to end, um, <coughs> in in sort of a joking way. Um, 
Because, yeah, it's, like, because that gets into the whole, like, butterfly effect and all that kind of stuff, right? Of like, oh, if I order a different thing, the world's going to explode. And you think about how kind of, like, admittedly ridiculous that is, but it, it kind of works for Westworld. So, it was a good scene. Um, <coughs> um, he draws out the uh, maze thing again, which is harkening back to season one, which is good. Um, so, there's that. And, uh... So moving on from that a little bit, going on to the fight scene. Yeah, like he he knows exactly like which way these guys are gonna swing, when they're gonna take out a weapon, what weapon it's gonna be. He knows to pull off the chain from this car and everything, or the van and everything. And he even repeat, he even like says one of the guys' lines as he says it. And it's like okay, this is kind of this is kind of cool. Like he knows that it was gonna happen. He's just gonna beat these, well, kill these two people. And uh, go from there. So, yep. Um, fairly good stuff overall, I think. Uh, back at the park, Maeve and Caleb uh, wait at the Butterfly Club. A group of mobsters storm the bar, allowing Maeve and Caleb to hide amongst the piles of dead hosts uh, brought back to the Delos for a uh, facility for repair. As they navigate the building, so that skips over some stuff here, but it's basically they... Uh, a bunch of people get Tommy guns out and they decide to shoot up the place. So there's that. Um, as they navigate the building, they fight themselves. Uh, sorry, fight. I think I suppose they find themselves. They find themselves caught in another um, level of the game, initiated by this uh, Parks Dolores, um, who isn't played by Rachel Levenwood. Um, Maeve is injured, um, but the two manage to reach the. Her injury doesn't matter, really, basically. Uh, managed to reach the lower level. Uh, there they discover the company is developing a kind of parasite. Further in they see clouds um, of the f- files that William and Dolores Hale uh, used to corrupt and kill their victims. And then it goes to Caleb's wife, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, yeah, this was, this was the better part of the Maeve and Caleb stuff. Um, particularly the later parts with all the computery stuff and... Uh, this this parasite and everything. Um, so yeah, because they get to this thing, right? Because I don't really have much to say about the bar fight itself. That that was just them trying to get into this truck and get to this lower level. So that's fine. So you see one of the white. Um, uh, I, I'll call them Westworld engineers for lack of better term i'm sure they've got a term that i've forgotten or something but they're they're these like robots or whatever that are making usually are making stuff and caleb sees a bunch of these flies on the wall they're attracted to him and maybe is hearing a particular noise probably because of her powers I'm 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 guessing um so we know from the opening of the pilot episode that these flies throughout the season, or these flies at the moment, are being used to control people, right? To make people do certain things. And then we see later on with Caleb's daughter, in quotes, like obviously a different host version, a different copy of, of the daughter. Because there's no way that's the same character. There's no way that that's the actual... One that he left at his home. There's there's no chance of that. Um, unless I've. You know. Thought about something else. But. Because uh, they're. They're literally in different places. Um, yeah. And, and given the fact that somebody was on their way to. Try and kill Caleb. Would tell you that. And obviously William. Is involved with all this and that. So that sort of like. Connects those dots a little bit. A bit more. Um, yeah. I wonder what William's game is here particularly and this was the so if we think about William himself because I mentioned last week's episode there's seems like there's two different versions one is the more business sort of version that um that is the one that Maeve saw in the the visions from uh, those people who tried to attack her and that's also the same business suit version that killed that... Is it the president? The vice president? Something like that? Um, somebody like that, anyway. 
The one where he had um, the other version of Clementine. Was it Clementine? Yeah, he had the version, other version of Clementine with him at the golf course. That was sort of the more business version. We've seen this version, which is the sort of Western one. Um, he was the one that shot the other... Actually, did he stab her? Attacked um, the other version of Clementine at the beginning of last week's episode. So this um, this version, the one that attacked... Attacked? Why can't I say the word probably? Attacks um, Maeve here is the Western version. At least that's how he's dressed. Again, then we know that there's a third one which is being held up by um, Dolores Hale. So, yeah, unless they're both after Maeve, I, I don't really know. I don't really know, because the version that attacks her here, or goes after her, is the one in the Western outfit. But the one that was with the people, that the brain that um, Maeve scanned, when she saw that vision, that was the business-suited version so we'll have to see where that goes we'll have to see where that goes there could be some there could be some trickery they could be both the same version who knows who knows what's going on so that's just some of my guessing if you want to take it for that um yeah so i do have to admit there's not many things that irk me in tv but seeing like this young girl's face being opened and flies coming out was kind of creepy but I think that was the intention so well done Jonathan and Lisa for uh, creeping me out there making me feel uncomfortable because you did <laughs> so uh, and which is interesting because we already saw that from the trailer I guess this was the, the scene in more sort of full context um, but yeah we'll have to wait and see what's going to happen here because um yeah, Maeve. See, this is what I I don't know if Westworld stakes are a problem because Maeve shoots um, Man in Black like four times with the six shooter, and then he just appears later on. But again, is is, is that a different copy? Is that the same one that just got up and he's just he's just fine? Um, I'm not I'm not I'm not expecting him to be dead but that was like how to stun him I suppose I don't know I don't know West Westworld is interesting with like injuries and deaths and all, all that all that sort of thing so yeah um but yeah we see she's like being pursued by him and Caleb isn't having a good time clearly uh so yeah actually that's what's written in the in the last bit here so I'll, I'll get back to that in a minute uh, Caleb's wife, um, Ueda, and their daughter, um, did I say that right? U-W-A-D-E, Ueda, uh, and their daughter Frankie find themselves, um, in danger as the men guarding them appear to be compromised. Ueda kills one of them and escapes with Frankie. Uh, not much to break down here, but, uh, copies of versions. Clearly, there's clearly two versions of this guy, um... See, I've posed this question to David before, and I can't quite remember what he said. Because we have... We have seen characters die in this show and not come back. Or at least the, those same actors have not come back. And what what's weird about my... Not my point of confusion, but my question is... Are we actually are we supposed to think um, that everybody is a host, but we also aren't because because I I almost have that in the back of my mind with every character. Whenever a character gets into a dangerous situation on this show, and I end up thinking like, oh, if you die, you'll probably have another version show up. But we have seen certain human characters before in the show die and be completely gone. We we have seen that happen. Um, so I don't know. But uh, yeah, so, so they, they escape. Uh, I'm not quite sure where they're going. I also... 
Okay, so mum, daughter are here. Um, mum tricks the guy into, you know, going to the uh, closet. She shoots, the daughter shoots the toy gun at the guy's head. Pretty good shot. Uh, what she's been training for, of course. And then the guy gets shot in the head because the mum shoots her. So they're now not in danger from this guy. And I understand they're probably quite scared. But you're still in your house. Um, granted, they they probably think other people are on the way, which is the which is the actual reason I think that they run off is because they probably think that other people are on the way. But couldn't they get in the van, the car, because they just run off in the street in the middle of the night and. Don't understand. I mean, I get that the objective is get away from the house because you think other people are on the way to the house to attack you. I understand that. But couldn't you? Unless, like, I mean, did the guy have the key? Did you not know where the keys were? Um, the the guy who was attacking you probably has the keys on him if they're not in the in the car in the van. I don't know if they're in the vehicle. Couldn't the mum quickly like? Couldn't couldn't they just get in, get the keys, and get in the car, and go? At least they didn't have a vehicle, right? And if they have to stay somewhere overnight and sleep, they can sleep like in the vehicle. They're just kind of running off to nowhere in the middle of the night. Unless next episode shows like, oh no, she was running to a friend's house, or so. I I don't know. I I don't know. I just uh, they're running off, and I was like, oh, you you're not taking the, the vehicle. With you, which is like useful for several reasons, and also has tons of stuff in it. Like they don't have anything on them, do they? Apart from maybe like her phone or something. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's maybe a nitpick, but that's just kind of what I was thinking. Uh, in the desert. Uh, where are we are? Where are we? Where are we at with this? Um, yeah, in the desert. Uh, the, the mysterious woman. So the one that is meeting up with Stubbs and Bernard. Um, blindfolds. She blindfolds them. And leads them into the desert. And guides them through a series of traps and safeguards. So there's like some invisible lasers. Um, before introducing them to other members of her group. Bernard says there's a weapon in the desert. That he can help them. And that he can help them find it. And then we go back to Maven. Oops. Maven and uh, William and Caleb in the last part. Um... Yeah, I, I like the bit of the dialogue here, um, which is like, oh, weren't you going to tell me about the lasers? And it's like, oh, I knew she was going to tell you. It's like, yeah, of course she did. Um, that was uh, that was kind of interesting. I do like Stubbs. I think Stubbs is kind of cool. He's a bit more like side character-ish. Of course, he's supposed to be a side sidekick. But um, yeah, I like him. This is a good scene. Um, and yeah, it leads them to the group, which is I, I think this is this is progressed this progressed pretty nicely in one episode. Like he realizes what's going on. Like I mean Bernard knows exactly what he knows what's going on in the future, let alone right now. Stubbs is kinda with him, we're sort of Stubbs in this case. And uh he's put they're progressing quite nicely with the storyline already, because they find a group and he reveals about um you know, they need to find a weapon and we also know that he's got some connection. Uh, to the tower. Uh, so what could the weapon be. And who is it supposed to be used for. Because it specifically said a weapon. In the desert. I have no idea. But. And we won't know yet until. The show reveals it. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Because. The, the interesting part about that is. If it, if this was Maeve and Maeve said like oh I need to find a particular weapon to defeat William and like everything going on with the flies that would make more sense because they've actually got a villain that's after them Bernard and Stubbs don't at the moment but then Bernard probably knows if they're going to be like facing off against somebody I suppose maybe um but we shall see. We shall see. Uh, the episode leaves us on an agonising note. William and Maeve fight briefly, but brutally, um, the former gaining, uh, gaining the upper hand. And Caleb discovers that Delos is controlling prisoners. He saves a host copy of his daughter. 
um, only re- only to realise he has fallen into a trap. Host Frankie's uh, head then opens, and a cloud of says here those bastard flies uh, attacks Caleb. Yeah, what is this supposed to mean? Um, because one does go into his ear. There's probably there's probably a few that fly into a couple of the holes on his head, his nose, mouth, ears, all that kind of stuff. All the gaps in his eye sockets. Uh, so we know that William is using these flies to control people, specifically. He is after a particular something. Maeve is clearly in his way. And obviously, William is in Maeve's way. Is it to get... This is more of a basic possible answer. Uh, to get Caleb to attack Maeve. Um, and then probably himself, which is what he got um, the guy from the first episode to do, which was to kill his board members and then himself. Because uh, the trap was good, right? The trap worked. And I was kind of thinking this whole time, is he trying to bang the door open and like Maeve's trying to really use the, the I, was, I was almost going to say the force. It feels like it, doesn't it? Um, like the Westworld version of the Force, like she's trying to use that really, really like screeching that out. Um, trying to use all of her power, she gets the door open. Um, because I think there was another gun in that room. Um, so that's happening. And yeah, it was a trick too. Because I I was kind of thinking the whole time about like, okay, I understand why Caleb wants to save this little girl. But that isn't your daughter. There's no, there's no way that's the same daughter from the house because they're in different points in 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 the same episode. But I suppose, like, even if like, if someone said to me like that, they showed me a clone of my mum or something, and they said, Matt, this like clone of your mum, um, and I knew it was a clone of my mum because I knew my mum was somewhere else, and they said this clone of your mum is in danger. And I looked at the clone of her, and like she's, I don't know, something's about to happen to her, right? Um, and for mo- and for pretty much anybody, if, if if you're looking, if you're looking at somebody who's probably a copy of somebody that you know and love, and they're like trapped behind a door, and they're about something, something bad's about to happen to them. I don't really think there's anybody that would be like, oh, nah, the, the real version I've got's at home, safe and sound. Because you'd still look at that version, right? And you'd think, that person looks exactly like my family member or my friend or, or, or something or somebody that you cared about. And you'd desperately try and save them, wouldn't you? But of course, that was part of the trap here. But, see, I didn't, for some reason, I didn't anticipate this trap specifically. But... As soon as the daughter kind of stopped and started talking and was saying all these weird things, I was like, oh, okay, this is uh, not what I was expecting. So, there was that. Um, but anyway, that's week's, that's this week's episode of Westworld. I did enjoy it. Um, we're halfway through the season already next week. Uh, so, let me just do some quick um, maths. So, David is supposed to be back next week. So, so for the episode... Um, for the week, so the episode airing on the 24th, so that's the 25th, which is in two episodes time, that should be the one that David is joining us for. The episode will shift back to a Wednesday, um, because obviously David does the Geek Town on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, so the, the, the podcast for the 27th, which will be for episode five, I think, so the second half of the, uh, season. Of course he was with me, with the, uh, the season premiere episode, so... That was good. Um, but yeah, that's just when that will all be happening. Anyway, uh, or should be happening. Anyway, if you've got any thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, feel free to write in. We'll do a bit of a feedback catch-up thing once David is back. Just been, just in case he's got input and stuff on uh, anything that you'll have to uh, send in. Um, which I'm sure he will do. Uh, but in the meantime, you can write in, let us know what you thought. Of the, what do you think of the episode? What do you think is going on? Uh, what do you think William is doing with these flies? Because we know the mechanic of it, but what do you think he's doing with it? Uh, what do you think Bernard is looking for in terms of the weapon? All that type of stuff. Uh, write in with your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments. 
all that sort of thing. MatthewWoodEntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK, there's a contact page information in your show notes. If you're uh, listening on the website version of the episode, there's also a big email box, and there should also be a clickable email name in your show notes. So get involved in that sort of way. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on EntertainmentTalk.org, TV, games, films, main night podcasts. You can find them on the website, EntertainmentTalk.org, and your favourite podcast platforms. Uh, you can also support Entertainment Talk by telling other people, simply by just telling them what we do and where they can find it. You can either do that by just telling them or by using social media social media as well, let people know about what we're doing over there. Patreon, $5, $10 level tier for the ad-free podcast and review options. Have a look at that as well if you'd like to, for all of those things. Uh, David is still posting TV and film news, by the way, over on geektown.co.uk, so check out all that. Geektown Radio, I'm sure, will be back at some point soon so look out for all of that but geektown.co.uk for your tv and film news if you want to know about renewals cancellations air dates casting news trailers that sort of stuff keep your eyes out over there if you want some content over on twitch uh bex has got you covered she's doing um retro games tomb raider chats all those sorts of fun things Uh, you can find her by looking for trista b-y-t-e-s on twitch you can also find her on Instagram and Twitter as well. You can also find me as well on Twitch at eTalkUK um, for my different gaming streams, FIFA career mode episodes. By the way, I've got a new FIFA career mode episode recorded. It's just not actually on YouTube yet. It will just take a few buttons for me to put it on there, so look out for a new episode of that soon. So if you want the FIFA career mode episodes, archived game streams and game clips, those are over on YouTube Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye.